This is Content Academy. And on today's episode, we speak to the million dollar travel blogger, Johnny Ward, all about site monetization, SEO, and his number one tip if you really want to make your blog profitable. Finding your voice, building your tribe, increasing engagement. This is Content Academy. Yes, hello, and you're very welcome along to the Content Academy podcast. I'm Phil McGrath, joined as I am every week by Paul Caffrey. Miss your Caffrey, what's up with it? Yeah, everything's good, Phil. Just another fun podcast recorded there with Johnny Ward. He is a really, really fun guy to chat to, and he drops some incredible knowledge on us today. Yes, Johnny Ward, otherwise known as the Million Blog, Million dollar travel blogger um johnny yeah. is uh irish he left ireland 10 years ago with no money um to teach english in asia began traveling the world blogging about that travel and uh, as the title will suggest has now made a hell of a lot of money from his blogging endeavors he's a keynote speaker blogger uh, philanthropist and many other big things and we were lucky enough to grab johnny for a quick chat uh, on the podcast today johnny's living out in thailand he was kind enough to uh join us from a coffee shop in thailand to have a chat about all things blogging yeah. so really appreciate it paul there was some serious nuggets of information though from johnny yeah there certainly was and there was kind of five areas i felt he covered off really well he speaks about bloggers finding their voice and and the work that needs to get put in to do that he then speaks about seo and the importance of that yes seo is still crucial in 2017 and johnny explains why it's, it's key for him then he spoke about you know how to start reaching out to other bloggers if you don't have a following and how you can actually build a following very very quickly and he explains the method that he's used to do that and of course all important phil monetization revenue is key for bloggers who want to make long-term success and he explains a couple of ways in which you can monetize your blog and again apply to people starting now who maybe even haven't monetized yet so that was great and of course johnny shares the number one attribute which he puts his blogging success down to excellent show and i'm you know i'm gonna listen back i might just go and do that now yeah absolutely there's loads in there so let's get on over and have a chat with johnny and we'll be back with you at the end of the show this is Content Academy. Yes, so as I said, we have Johnny Ward from One Step Forward on the line. Johnny, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Uh, no problem, guys. I'm in a coffee shop in Bangkok here. I hope it's not too noisy. Nah, listen, not at all. It'll do just fine. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's show, for the uh, one or two people out there who may not have heard from heard of you, you might give them a bit of background on yourself. So kind of how you started and uh, where you're at now. Um. Yeah, sure. So... In 2000, I'd been traveling and teaching English actually all over Asia, kind of from graduating uni in 06 up to about 2010. Um, and I didn't really know what I was doing with my life then. So then I headed to Australia, heard about people making money blogging and all this around about 2009 um, and thought I'll have a piece of that. So I started my own blog actually in 2009. And then by kind of honestly, by 2010, really, that was generating enough revenue for me not to have to re-enter the real world and i've kind of been doing that since then so it's been six seven years already yeah and it's been quite a journey you've two more countries left to go am i right three actually i'm in saudi arabia and norway but i'm not sure when this is going live but i'm um i'm actually flying to saudi arabia on monday i finally got my visa so i'm nearly there so i was right you'll have two 
<laughs> but yeah, this goes live, you'll have been there. <laughs> oh, I hope so. If they let me in, um, yeah, you yeah. had a bit of trouble already. You were trying to charter a plane, am I right? Oh, that was to Yemen. Yeah, so it's been taking me nine months to get the Saudi visa. I don't want to speak, say too much about the ways and means I managed to get it in the end. I'll, I'll wait till I'm out of the country before I talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a smart move. A smart move. So I suppose Johnny, really, uh, for our audience who are. Um, Kind of most of our audience will be kind of less than, less than two years into their blogging journey, and it would just be a kind of a, a hobby blog at the moment for quite a few. Sure. In terms of coming up with your content that was so popular starting out, is there any advice you give to our audience in terms of when it comes to writing their travel blog posts or just blog posts in general that they should adhere to? Um, do you know what I find really a lot is so obviously SEO is a huge. Uh, plays a huge part in generating traffic. I mean, qual- at the end of the day, this whole cliche about content being king, of course, is true. But I mean, it's one if you don't market your stuff well, and SEO is obviously a form of marketing it. You could have the greatest content in the world. You need to make sure it's optimized, or people mm. aren't going to come across it. Yeah. Second to that, without without getting into the technicalities of it, I look back. So I was anyway. T- the reason I started talking about that was recently I've been going back through my uh, blog posts back in the day in 2009, 2010 to try to re-optimize them because I didn't have a clue about SEO back then, keyword research or any of this stuff. So now I've been going back into it and oh my God, it's seriously cringeworthy content. <laughs> um, I, I don't really qualify myself as a writer at all, to be honest. I, I think of myself much more as a businessman than, than, a, than a writer. At best, I'm a blogger, certainly not a travel writer. Um, and in that respect, then uh, writing doesn't necessarily come naturally to me or, or at the very least, it takes, I found it took me probably a year of blogging, maybe even two years of blogging before I really found my voice and before I could match what I'm putting down on paper or on the laptop as it is um, to represent my actual personality. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's not as simple as, a, as, a, as just sitting down and churning out um, to your personality on, on, on yeah. the page. And I find, I find that yeah. quite a difficult journey, actually. And I didn't even realize how difficult a journey that was until now, retrospectively, I look back at my early posts. So I think, actually, it's really integral to churn out um, some shit actually the reality is you kind of have to I don't know, I don't yeah. know if it, you, have, you have to go through that shitty process of of not really understanding what your voice is and which angle you're coming at. You're, you're talking about yourself are you talking about a third party are you recommending what you did are you talking what other people should do it's really difficult to find how you want to position yourself in the article itself and then and then your turn of phrase and that probably took me two years before the way I'm chatting to you guys now I think now is also how I read you know, when people read me, they can see mm. that that's my personality. Whereas for the first two years, that certainly wasn't the case at all. So absolutely, you just have to churn through that. And that's just something you have to work through. And I think that um, some people, it'll just come naturally to, you know, you read some people who write so beautifully and, and good on them. I wish I had that talent. Um, you and me me, both. It, took, it took me about two years before I could really feel calm. Now, now I don't cringe so much when I look back like a post from a year ago. I think, OK, yeah, that's actually how I signed. It's fine. Whereas looking back at five years ago is a disaster zone. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny you say that because I mean, even when we, it's as part of our editing process, and it's something we speak to our clients about when we're looking through their content and, and maybe going over some pieces. When you read their content, there's a lot of it is, I was, we will, we, you know, and there's no right. abbreviations. But yet, when you speak, you don't speak like that. So one of the things we kind of get people to do to make their content more human is read your content back, and everywhere you have stuff that can be basically squeezed together squeeze it together so if you can literally sure. mash words together put them together because it sounds a lot more human a lot less robotic and people can get a sense of you and your personality as you're saying and you're trying to convey that it's very difficult to do in written form but if you can if you can do that to some extent you're on a winner how to build and monetize your blog 
This is Content Academy. And that also comes down to confidence to understand who your audience is. Because initially when you start out, there's this um, reticence to, to sound too, too colloquial. You know, whereas yeah. once you've built your audience and people understand who you are and you, and you, you can see your niche and the demographic you're targeting, then you can feel more confident in, in the way you're structuring your content too. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's a really, really important point. Uh, I suppose you speak about kind of the demographic and then also just, you know, having to churn out those high volumes of content, maybe just to, to find that voice. Um, starting out, I mean, how, how often did you blog and how, is there any tips for people kind of trying to find a demographic as well? So I, I, I started doing it properly in 2010. Uh, I started in 2009 and 2010, I spent a year traveling through Africa and after about six months or so, I was generating revenue from advertising. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, there's actually money in this. And then I took it a bit more seriously. So I was blushed. I was trying to blog every every other day or every third day. Um, but do you know what else I started doing then? After 20, after 2010, in those early days of blogging, when everyone knows that you can make money blogging now and all that. Back in my day, it wasn't like that. You know, we were going in blind. Um, so what I ended up doing in 2011 then, when I was still trying to get afloat, trying to make some of that real money i was doing a lot of content writing for for third parties so they were hiring me to write these generic seo type articles you know and that was horrible and boring and um absolutely integral to my journey yeah. to success as well to be honest because that that all that that when you're churning out when you have when you're having to write 10 bloody blog posts for a client um in a day say for you know this whole malcolm gladwell thing about 10,000 hours spent yeah, 10, yeah. hours becoming an expert and stuff so like if you're having to churn out this shit all day long for people, you're just all you're doing is um, expediting that process until you until you've nailed the voice that you're looking for. And I for sure that helped me a lot. And also it pays the bills in the interim. I and there's a, many bloggers I know. I'm like I said, I'm based in Thailand. There's a lot of digital digital people here, and so many people got their start off writing those SEO articles. I mean, I've now got a team of writers who write them for me. And um, absolutely one of the selling points for me to get them on board is saying like listen this is how i started this is how this guy started this is how this guy started and it's such a, an easy way to to make mon- enough money to survive a grand or two a month while you're getting your own thing going it was brilliant for me it's a kind of a rite of passage almost right exactly mate absolutely yeah. i mean I'm, I'm, we can relate to that as well i mean we 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 used to create a lot of content for for third parties i mean at one stage we were producing 40 pieces of content a week and i say a week it was generally monday to friday uh because the, sure. fo- the football was was at the weekend so you couldn't write about it, while, right. it while it was on so i mean it, it is integral you do need to be pushing out a lot of content to find that and in terms of i suppose getting your content out there johnny a, a lot of people when they start out, they understand the concept and the idea that yes, you've got to promote it properly. SEO, as we've already mentioned, is a key part of getting it found organically. But in terms of promoting the content, a lot of the conventional wisdom will say, oh yeah, you've got to promote it on Facebook and Instagram now and Twitter and the Snapchat. But when you're brand new and no one knows you exist, you're pushing it out there, but no one sees it because you don't have any followers. Is there anything you've seen that's worked, maybe that um, people like that could implement? Absolutely. It all comes down to hard work and it comes down to, um, I'm a massive one for believing you don't, you don't get if you don't ask, right? So I ask for the world in everything I do. I overcharge. I ask for far too much money when I'm getting sponsored stuff with travel. I ask for the world always and I've got no shame in it. I don't care. It's the worst thing I can do is say is no, right? So then when you're getting started out, the absolute key thing I always say to my, because everyone I know blogs now because I'm always telling everyone about how brilliant the lifestyle is, making loads of money, blogging, talking about your life. It's cool. And then, um, well, it's, the, the it's key, hard to look at you and not want to blog, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> the, the key, the key in the early days is uh, I. What I would recommend, what I do recommend to people is knock up a spreadsheet, try to rank uh, the top hundred bloggers with traffic or social media followers, whichever. Right, 
sit, spend a week building up this big spreadsheet of, of the top 100 bloggers and then individually email them and email them and email them and tweet them and Facebook them saying, I've got this piece of content. I don't want, it's, it's good, it's a really quality piece of content. I don't want to put it in my blogs. I'm just getting started. And um, it's almost like a waste of the content. I'd love to publish a shirt on your blog. And it has to be legitimate quality stuff, you know? And they'd be idiots to say no. SEO optimize it so then you know that you as a beginner will know that that's going to drive traffic to you, to this person's website, you know? Like the 10 greatest things to do in some obscure place that you know yeah. then people are going to be, that's going to rank. So they'll they'll be an idiot to say no to that, to that content. So let's say you contact 100 of them. Then you'll get to what twenty, maybe twenty, thirty, forty pieces um, on high-ranking websites, and you've networked with established bloggers as well. It's an absolute winner. That your DA will go through the roof, your trust flow will go through the roof. You'll start to rank organically. Hopefully, they'll feature on their social media, so you'll generate more followers that way too. So absolutely, that that outreach for guest postings, um, yeah, priceless price. Well, people pay um, thousands of dollars for it, so if you can get it for free, you should. Absolutely. And I suppose just to dig down into that a little bit, would you kind of then say reach out and try to get the, you know, the same piece of content on each of those blogs or would you be having different pieces of content for I those mean, blogs? Uh, technically speaking, if we're, I don't believe in this whole professionalism stuff, you know, you do what you do and, and you get what you get. So I, I mean, it'd be naive to think you're going to create a hundred pieces of content and create and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then offer it a hundred. Of course, when you're reaching out to each blogger, um, that you, you obviously have to tailor it. So it, it appears individual to some extent and hopefully it will be individual to some extent but absolutely yeah. you offer it out to everyone and yeah. then when so it, maybe for, yeah for everyone who comes back to you then you just tweak it and be like oh i'm sorry i couldn't resist i published it here can how about this piece instead and then get off your ass and get blogging late into the night and create another piece if someone else says yes you know there you go absolutely and i suppose you mentioned i suppose two things there which i know people might kind of um not be too aware of you mentioned da and trust is there any kind of anything more maybe to elaborate on that so back in the day when i first started making good money online there was a thing called page rank which is how google essentially ranks uh the importance of a web page and how likely it is to feature when you when you search for something organically so if you google best hotel in bangkok something will finish first something will finish second someone will finish 55th yeah. you know um, and it used to have this thing called page rank so facebook would be a 10 and new site is a zero and then you're somewhere in between that i got up to i think a five or a six or something before anyway page grants recently disappeared because people were gaming it and generating quite a lot of revenue me included <laughs> so they got rid of it <laughs> um and, and introduced this thing called domain authority yeah um and it's ranked from zero to 100 uh and to be honest it's just exactly the same thing really you want to if you just there's a site called open site explorer where you can you can check your da it's, i mean that's how we call it da and anything over 20, you can probably make a bit of money. Yeah, 2025 20, seems to be what's yeah, floating around at the moment. 30, 30, a bit more solid. And if you can get over 40, 50, then you, could, you can just be full time. No problem. You can just blog for a living. This is Content Academy. One of the other things you mentioned there, Johnny, as we were going through that really stuck with me. And it's the simplest, simplest of uh, two words you used. It was hard work. And the amount of people I see starting blogs thinking it's all going to happen for them overnight. Can yeah, you just, the truth. Yeah, and oh, listen, we, we've said it time and time again. Honestly, hand on your heart, how many hours would you say you spend blogging in a week? Maybe not now, I suppose, because you're, you're kind of have some systems in place. But when you started out, how many hours really were you putting in? I did. I'll tell you what I did when I got when the first when I went from two or three thousand dollars a month to November of this year of that year that I'm about to talk about, I made 40 grand, right? Throughout that year, it went from 10 times, mm. let's say three or four grand to 40 grand a month. I blogged every day for nine months. It was horrible. And you can't, and I tra- you can't put that on autopilot. 
no, you can't. And I, and I didn't have any staff. I was new to it. I didn't know how to hire people. I, also, when you start making money online, especially when it starts getting to five figures a month, and if you, especially if you come from a poorer area, like you can't believe that it's coming in. It feels so abstract. And actually, every day you're like, oh, well, I had a good run, but tomorrow it's probably all going to all gonna end. You know, yeah. you just can't believe that. Because it's so much the horrible, than, uh, yeah, it's the horrible fear that you'll wake up in the morning and it was oh, all a dream. God. I still, <laughs> I still stress out about it every day, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I love it, I love it. And I suppose so. We're pushing on through, Johnny. We're getting, we're getting through the journey. Um, in terms of creating your content, um, how far in advance do you tend to plan it out? I mean, we sit down with an editorial calendar and we have our our months planned out with the content we want to create because that ultimately leads towards our end goals. Uh, for certain products or or courses or stuff that we're doing how far in advance do you do plan out yours or do you just do it on the fly i do it on the fly i'm i'm the worst blogger you're ever going to meet honestly revenue aside i'm terrible i'm an average photographer average writer i don't understand half the tools that you have to use um but i'm honest and i'm passionate and and I, th- I think that's why people love it, it yeah yeah um so no i don't plan it at all like i was in the coffee shop here now just doing a couple of hours work um because January's gone absolutely crazy, which is great news. And uh, I was like, I was a bit getting a bit bored of answering my email, so I just turned a piece of content out there now. Um, it took me about an hour, an hour and a half, and I'm about to put it on my social media. It's actually, it's called how I made 25 grand in the first 19 days of January. Well, do you know what? We'll link to that in today's show notes, folks. So as you're listening to this, you can go and check out how Johnny made 25 grand in the first uh, yeah. first month of 2017. Paul, I have a couple so, of more questions, but I'm sure you have some there as well. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the one, the main one, which is going to jump out is we see a lot of people kind of struggling with blogging and they may actually have built up a following. They may be a year or two in and they are not making any money. In, in truth, they're probably losing money because they're paying for software and they're putting sure. a lot of time into it. Um, I mean, as regards, I suppose, initial steps to starting to monetize, you know, you know, any any tips there, Johnny? Absolutely, mate. Well, for a start, just just to um, backtrack a little bit, there's two way, there's two things about, about being a successful blogger. There's one is having the followers and whether that's email subscribers uh, just from your direct website visitors and then social media followers. So for sure, the first thing you have to concentrate on, and, and this is the problem I have with a lot of my readers because my story goes viral, but X, making X amount of money, right? So then I get all yeah. people come to me asking about the money. And I'm like, listen, that is so far down the line. You have, first of all, you need to focus on generating audience. And and don't be lazy and think you want to be an Instagram influencer. Yeah, sure. Do you travel has a million followers and he makes 20 grand from a post. But realistically, that's that's difficult. You need to ha- you need to do the whole hog. You need to have your social media to leverage your position, of course. But you need your website to generate real money. So always have a blog. Don't think you can just get off of social media. It's lazy. And, and the kind of attitude that someone is too lazy to do a blog and only do social media, that's the kind of people person will never succeed anyway. You know what I mean? Because they're trying to take shortcuts yeah, the outset. Yeah. Anyway, but what you're talking about then, so let, let's assume they've done that and they've done the hard work and they've got decent traffic, even if it's like 5,000, 10,000 hits a month or whatever, then the next step, how do you monetize it? For sure. And that's a massive, um, probably the biggest question that everyone has. And that's why I actually end up speaking about it at a lot of conferences. And I, as you guys know, there's so many different ways to monetize content now. Um, what do you want to do? Start listing them? For sure. Affiliate marketing is a massive one. Uh, especially if you've got the traffic. So the thing about affiliate marketing is um, a lot of people think you can just plug in a few affiliate links dotted around your site mm. and suddenly you're making a couple of grand a month and that is not <laughs> true at all. No. It's better to have one affiliate link to one product yeah. and drive traffic towards that one link. You know, you can't just start pump, pimping out every article you've written with generic 
uh, affiliate links. That, that just will not yeah. make money. It's absolutely proven not to make money. But if you have like, a, if you have one or two or three articles that are, you can see from Google Analytics that are ranking well for certain key terms, then think about what products with affiliate marketing you can target for that. And then drive more and more and more traffic from that. Make sure those articles are SEO'd. I know a girl here, she's one of the top 50 travel bloggers in uh, in the world, and she lives in my building here in Bangkok, actually, we're friends, it's not a coincidence, and um, she's only got, I think, she's blogging six years, 40, 38 blog posts or something on her whole blog, wow. and um, she's only got affiliate links on five of them, and she does almost 100 grand a year from that, um, that's and that's just I'm, I'm, speech, yeah. I'm speechless, I'd write, I'd write 38 uh, blog posts in a week. <laughs> I know, but hers are quality. Exactly. Hers are quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they rank so well. She uses Agoda, which is like Booking.com in Asia, um, and she writes guides for places in the Philippines or in Thailand, like all, every, everything. Quality content that I also would share with friends, regardless of her affiliate link. To be like, oh, you're going to Bali. Oh, you're going Check to Chiang Mai. Yeah. This is this is the one piece of content that you would, if you read that content, it'd be quality. So for sure, you're for sure you're servicing the audience first and foremost, and then mm-hmm. making money on the side. Um, so affiliate marketing is massive. Creating great content, finding an audience, building engagement, monetizing your blog. This is Content Academy. Once, you, once you've got your audience, though, um, I find that brand ambassadorship is a great way to go. And it depends how niche it is. If, if you're really niche, actually, it's easier to um, match up with brand ambassadorships because you know exactly the target uh, that your your audience is going to be, the kind of products your audience will buy, which and that's something I'm trying to explore a lot more now, mm, um, brand ambassadorships. And that's something as well we see a lot of people um, speaking about, um, that they want to start working with brands, but they don't know where to start, where, how, who to reach out to and how to I get know, the ball rolling. I know, but let me tell you, me, I, I tell you a massive problem about blogging and bloggers, and it's a shame because the industry needs to be more professionalized, is that, Travel bloggers and fashion bloggers and fitness bloggers, probably the three biggest industries within blogging, um, they start off with this dream to travel for free or get your expensive makeup for free or get your yeah. expensive clothes for free. And then they take that for free, don't value themselves uh, any more than just for freebies. And then they just sit on their laurels and then they maintain that level for one year, two year, five years. You know what I mean? But that's not that's not the end goal. The end goal shouldn't be a, a, a free MacBook or a, a bloody yeah. Louis Vuitton bag. You know, you need to value yourself and, and continue to build. Don't, don't, don't set your sights so low. And I really see that. I'm a travel blogger person and I see that once people start getting free five-star hotels and tours, they just sit at that level forever. They just think this think is the life, it. yeah. This is it. I'm making a grand or two a month and I'm traveling for free. And that is cool. But, I mean, imagine multiplying that by 10, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, we we've got a lot of kind of practical advice from you, Johnny. So I appreciate it. But the the one big thing that it just keeps coming back to, and you've said it yourself, is stop being so lazy. If you really want to do it, you have to put in the work. There's no silver yeah. bullet. There's no shortcut. You've got to spend the time churning out shit content, learning the craft, figuring out your SEO, your audience, your voice, and who you're yeah. targeting. And then at that point, you will you will be able to start looking at this overarching dream like everyone starts a blog with for some reason in mind it's for some it is of course to do what you do johnny for others it could be just awareness of a, of a cause so if it's a a non-for-profit or something like that but everyone sure. ha- everyone has a reason there's a little spark in everyone's brain that went you know what if i start a blog about that it could get me closer to whatever my dream might be 
And absolutely, I, I wrote, I wrote, the, sorry, I just interrupt. I wrote yeah, yeah. an ebook very quickly, and it was talking about why you should blog. And of course, all this, all about traveling for free and getting free stuff and making money. That's one thing. But the way I, I really think everyone should have a blog. My mum's got a blog. My girlfriend, my sister, everyone. And part of I, it I love I'm your mum's you, blog. Like, <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Um, the worst case scenario is that you have a cool online diary. Like that's your worst case scenario. That's brilliant. And then also you'll build your authority in, a, in an area. So even if you don't want to. Um, as I call it, living the dream, traveling the world. If you still want to maintain or, or build your career, this gives you more of an authority within your industry there too. You know what I mean? I mean, there's every, yeah. there's every reason to do it and very little reason not to do it. But if you're going to yeah. do it, then do it properly. No, that makes sense. And even interestingly enough, I guess we had on recently, Carlos Gale, he built up 63,000 Twitter followers. He became an authority in social media and now got a very senior position in a Fortune 500 company um, as a result Brilliant. of his blog. So that was ha- he was happy with that because he had a young family to look after. Sure. And that made that's, sense that's for him. On him. Absolutely, that's brilliant. You know? That's cool. Um, I suppose one one thing jumping out is we kind of get a little bit of questions on is advertising and how I should sell sponsorship on my blog. I mean, is there any kind of sites you use or do you just call up brands and go, you know what, this article you know, would make sense for you and let's negotiate? Oh, God. So there's so many plat- middleman platforms that ask you to sign up, you know, and when you're starting out, I understand the temptation is to sign up to them all, but oh, so many of them are a waste of time. The best yeah. way, there's two times me and a, a blogger friend actually, uh, it was a funny story. We were making about two or three grand. We both moved to Bangkok together and trying to build something bigger. And he, it's a funny story, so don't get stressed by what I'm about to say. He got cancer in his lip, right? Or what he thought was cancer. And, it was, and he had this okay. like humor that was growing and growing and growing and he was stressing out about it. So he went to the hospital in Chiang Mai and got it tested. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of a tumor, whatever the word is in Thai, but it's, it's not going to kill you. But of course, you need to get it cut out. And he's like, how much is it going to cost? And they're like two or three grand. And he didn't have two pennies rubbed together. We were just starting out. Um, so he's like, oh shit, how am I going to even pay for the surgery? This is bad. This is like his fourth month of living in Thailand. Quit his job in, in England and yeah. there with me. Uh, so he then, what he did is he went and traded. He had maybe six, seven advertisers, maybe 10, whatever. And he then went and hit up the top 20, 30 bloggers in his industry and swapped all his advertising contacts back and forth, back and forth until he built up a list of about 200 advertising contacts. And then he just pitched them aggressively. Didn't take no for an answer for a month. And he made, I think, eight and a half grand that month. So his income had jumped from like two, 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 eight and a half. You know, because he had to do something. He had to work harder, find another yeah, way. Yeah, he was under pressure. Yeah, make and it then work. And then from that yeah. month on, for that month on, he never went less than eight and a half grand. And then we did something similar about three or four months later, um, no, maybe a year later, and we built another advertising list. And then, and then it was thirty grand a month. And then it never went under thirty grand a month. You know that ratchet effect where you continue to increase. So, yeah. um, I think the best way to build your advertising list is absolutely by contacting people within your niche. You get to network with people within your niche, which is important anyway. Um, and you can swap warm leads for warm leads. It's an absolute win-win. And of course, then we'll do what I do now. But once you've got a bit of an audience, you can reach out directly to brands specifically. And I do that a lot now. But you need a bit of a following before before you can do that. But um, yeah. that, And that's also where you can negotiate the big money too when you're coming from a position of authority. But back in the early days, for sure, swapping contacts with people at a similar level or slightly above you is an absolute winner. And it's funny that that actually goes back. We had Ian Cleary on the show a couple of weeks back, uh, Ian from Razor Social. Um, and Ian was saying the same thing. You know, it's about those relationships as well. Like Ian is uh, is from Swords here in Dublin as well. And he travels a lot to a lot of conferences around the US and everything. He spoke at Social Media Marketing World and, and oh, cool. uh, Content Marketing World. And uh, he, he said the same thing. He had to start getting out and meeting these people and building these connections and these contacts. And that helped him drive his business forward just simply from having those relationships, not just from the content he was creating or what he was promoting yeah, on social absolutely. media. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, mate. Johnny, I'm conscious we're getting close for time, so I don't want to hang on to you for too much longer. I do, however, have one more question for you, and it's a question I ask all of our guests on the show, and it's simply this. Can you give us one thing, and I'm looking for just one if you can, that you've learned on your blogging journey that you wish you knew when you started out? Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty easy for me, to be honest. SEO, how how to do keyword anything associated with SEO, how to do keyword research and how to make sure that your articles rank. Because if you don't do it, you'll have to do what I did and go once you do learn it, which you will if you ever take blogging in any way seriously, it's absolutely integral. Once you do learn it, you'll have to go back and optimize all those sites and that is a nightmare. There you go, folks. SEO is the key um, and it will always be the key because Google are, gonna have to, Google are always going to have to find a way to rank your content. So it's always right. going to be relevant. Johnny, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time out. Before you go, tell our audience where they can get a hold of you on social media to say thank you very much for all the insight today. Sure. Thanks, guys. So my actual blog is onestepforward.com with the number four. Um, so onestepforward.com and then on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, One Step Forward as well with the number four. Um, and then you can see our charity, givebackgiveaway.com as well. And my media company, the SEO side, is stepforwardmedia.com. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I actually just realized we never even got to speak to you about building the playground, um, which I was I was <laughs> following on social media. It looked like Thanks, a, mate. looked like a great trip and a great cause. We might get you back on to speak about your charity endeavors sure. in we're, the future. We're running. We're uh, actually running again in the first two weeks of um, June, building a playground for the Burmese migrants on the Thai-Burma border. So if anyone wants to come, drop me a message. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll get you on before then, Johnny, um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll do a, we'll do an episode on that, and you can speak to us about how you've managed to put all that together. Because I did read an article you wrote about it and it was very yeah. very interesting um, so we'll definitely yeah. get you back on again soon when you I have don't have a time. clue what I'm doing but yeah thank you but, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there nonetheless Johnny it's been an absolute pleasure mate mind yourself and we'll chat to you soon thanks guys good luck this is Content Academy so there you have it Paul that was Johnny Ward the man is a machine yeah it is. he certainly is it, it always kind of uplifts the mood anytime you kind of meet or talk to Johnny doesn't it like he's just so successful get that hard work in uh, and he just cuts through the bullshit which is uh, you know a great characteristic to have yeah it, it really is i mean obviously we, we met johnny at uh, the blogger conference here in dublin last november and uh, i was lucky to sit down with him afterwards for a drink and we had a chat and it was just so refreshing from somebody that has been around for a long time in the blog and saying has done almost done it all dare i say but still looks at it with such enthusiasm and a fresh point of view and really cuts the crap. There's no bullshit with Johnny. He'll tell you out straight what it is and what you should be doing because he knows he can tell everyone till he's blue in the face of this is what you need to do, but he knows himself that they're not going to do it because they're not willing to put in the work. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's what really jumps out at me is it's working smarter. You know, it's finding your voice, absolutely crucial, finding your personality, getting that across, very, very difficult to do, but ultimately people make connections with that. But then also SEO optimizing the, the, the articles as you go. So many of us just skip past that and just go, yeah, I'll come back to that, blah, blah, blah. And then it doesn't rank and you're kind of wondering why it's not doing, why you're not doing so well. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It is. And I mean, that's the thing. Oh, I'll come back to that. How often have you said, I come back to that and never get back to it? And that's the funny thing. Like, if you don't have the time to optimize your article properly before you publish it, 
don't publish it. You are far more likely to go and optimize it and then publish it if you've taken the time to write it than you are if you publish it and don't optimize it. You will not go back. You'll find something else to move on to and go, oh yeah, I'll eventually get to that. And then your content doesn't start to rank. You don't start to get traffic. You don't start to pick up followers and you're wondering why nobody's reading your content. That, my friends, is largely part of the reason. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm even thinking out loud here, Phil, maybe we kind of need to uh, do a section on SEO for people because at the end of the day, it's it's one of those topics that maybe isn't so cool to talk about, but it's so, so relevant and it's not going away. So, yeah, again, it's like I see everything a lot else. of people doing it wrong. I, I, I rarely see loads of people doing it right. And the ones who are doing it right are, you know, they are very successful. Yeah, listen, it's like everything else, Paul, is what I was going to say. It's it's hard work, the SEO, but hard work is never sexy. But uh, it just has to get done. So, do you know what? Why don't we link in the 30-minute blogger uh, is going to be S. We'll do an SEO week for the 30-minute blogger. I think that's a great way to go. Now, we yeah. are, let's be honest, we are pre-recording this. So, by the time you listen to it, that, that week of the SEO could already be live on the 30-minute blogger. So, if you haven't gone over and checked that out, we do suggest you go to content.academy forward slash 30-minute blogger and have a look and see about our week's worth of SEO content that will help you up your game. But, I mean, outside of SEO, Paul, there was so much more from Johnny. Yeah, there certainly was. The uh, We speak about kind of listing the you know the top 10 influencers or bloggers in your niche. So, so Johnny takes it to another level. So get the top 100. You know, get their contact details and start offering your content up as, as guest posts and send them quality content. A great way to kind of boost your name, boost your profile when you're starting out and perhaps haven't got the following uh, and haven't got the recognition yet. So again, really, you know, takes away the excuses people can have for, for not getting started or for, you know, not having a successful blog. Well, actually, there is stuff you can do. It is hard yeah. work, as you say. And, you know, it gets results. So, I mean, that's that was a great tip there. So if you're, if you're starting out or you're having you know, mediocre success with your blog, write some quality content, list all those people, contact them and a number of them will get back to you and then you'll get those high value links back and you'll get the social shares and a little bit more recognition. So fantastic piece of advice for beginners there starting out. Yeah, and it really is. It, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. I suppose when you get to a level and I'm, I think I, this is something I got from Johnny and again, haven't, haven't, haven't met the guy and spoke with him eliminating the bullshit from yourself cutting out the excuses finding that you know what if i really want it i have to do it not just kind of making it going oh well it's you know i can't because i don't and i'm only new and no one like find there's always a way around it might take longer but it'll get you there and if you really really want it you need to have a long hard look at yourself and a good chat with yourself and kind of go right do you want it? Yes, I want it. What do I need to do to get there? Here's a way I can get there. Let's go and attack it. And so often, so many people kind of don't want to do it. as much as they tell themselves, this is what I want. They're just not willing to do what it takes. Yeah, that's that's the truth of the matter, isn't it? And, you know, maybe you want to, but it's too easy just to continue in the in the daily rut that you're in. And then all of a sudden days turn into weeks and, you know, you're a couple of years later and you kind of haven't really progressed. So, it, don't get me wrong, life is hard. You've got to pay the bills. You've got mortgages to pay. There's families that need to get sorted out. But at the end of the day, if you want to change things, you want to be transformative and you want to get to the next level, you really need to um, you know, put those extra hours in and be that getting up earlier in the mornings when there's no one else around and actually doing the work then or just 
Or, or Gary, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's 9-2 to two was in a crush it. He spoke about a side hustle in, in his book, Crush It. And it was, okay, you've got a job, you've got bills to pay, you've got the family, that's fine. But when the kids go to bed at 9pm till 2am, that's your time to get on and do whatever you need to do. Sleep from 2am till 7 or 8am and then go at it again. Yeah, seven or six, probably more likely. But yeah, absolutely. So look, there is, you can you can make time. And it's, it is, it's just one of those things where it's easy to come up with excuses and it's easy to take the wrong action it is by doing the the sexy stuff first and not doing the hard work so yeah, I mean, that, that's really kind of the, I mean, the key difference isn't it yeah i mean if i can i can look at myself and I, I can admit to that paul i mean and you'll you'll know what i'm talking about here last august i decided that i needed to to look start look after myself i needed to get my my own uh, my own health and fitness and well-being in check and i'm extremely busy and I always use that being busy as an excuse that, oh, I don't have the time to get to the gym or, you know, I don't have time to prep my food or look at do stuff like that. And I just decided, you know what, enough is enough. It, this has to be a priority for me. And now I make it a priority. I'm in the gym three days a week. I'm prepping my food every week. I'm eating really well. You know, I've lost 14 kgs. I'm fitter and healthier than I've ever been. But I now make that a priority. Even when, when we, we book in guests for this podcast. I look at the day and go, actually, no, I've, I've got to go to gym. That's a gym session. I've got to get a gym session in. Can we move that that around? Or I'll schedule my writing now. Everything, not say everything gets scheduled around my goals and what I want to achieve. But I've decided to make sure I have the time. So from someone who didn't have the time to go to the gym and look after themselves three days a week, I have found that time. I made sure I had it. And it's worked wonderfully well. Yeah, and I mean, even to put that in further context, I remember getting a phone call off you maybe New Year's Eve two years ago when you were saying, you know what, I'm I'm going to run a marathon this year. And I was like, oh, what's, what's up with Phil? I don't know what's going on here. And for people who might not know, you hadn't been to the gym maybe in eight years, 10 years. I don't know. He's like, not I'm maybe gonna, since I'm college, go, I'm I guess. Gonna, I'm going to say 10, easy 10. Yeah, so 10 years out of it, not doing anything. So very easy just, you know, to, to not make that change. And um, probably need to update the images on the website because uh, you are not carrying as much timber as you are in those photos. So there you go. We need to. <laughs> we'll have to do uh, another session. Yeah. Photos taken. Yeah, which we've been delaying because Phil keeps on saying, "Ah, no, I'll give it another month or two. You know, I'm getting. Yeah, so get, I'm getting leaner. 14 kgs is enough. That's that's a huge amount of weight. So congratulations on that and for keeping it up. But yeah, um, I mean, and that's that's the point that I'm trying to make. It's that if it really it really is something that you want to go after, you have to attack with it as a. As a friend of mine used to say, you have to attack it with vigor and hatred and uh, really go after it. So there's something. But listen, we'll wrap it up there for today. Um, Thanks once again to Johnny for coming on and speaking with us. And uh, don't forget, folks, if you want to get a hold of today's show notes and go and check out that blog post, actually, about how Johnny made 25 grand in the first month of 2017. You'll find a link to that in today's show notes. Uh, you can head over to content.academy forward slash episode 61. It's episode 61 for all of today's show notes. You have been listening to the Content Academy podcast. If you would like to comment on any of today's show or subscribe to the series, find us at content.academy forward slash podcast.
You have been listening to the Content Academy podcast. If you would like to comment on any of today's show or subscribe to the series, find us at content.academy forward slash podcast.